RPGs, podcast where we talk about everything tabletop RPG related, mainly with the focus on Dungeons and Dragons for the edition, but we like a little bit of everything around here. So this episode is going to be a bit of an interesting freeform kind of discussion, really answering the question of when should I create and use homebrew? And this is more so relating to should I try and wedge 5th edition into the square hole or not? Because there's many other systems that could potentially be used for whatever it is that you're trying to create homebrew to achieve. And that's kind of what I'm going to be discussing around here. It's not really, I mean, I've flogged the, the, the discussion of whether you should create a class, use a class and just reflavor it and so on many, many times. So this is more so on a topic of creating or playing homebrewed, very homebrewed D&D 5e, or looking at another system for something that I'm hoping to achieve. So this was really triggered by the anime Bleach. So a bit of context here. Growing up, I was a pretty entry-level anime fan. You know, watched Dragon Ball Z and Yu-Gi-Oh! on TV, really enjoyed it a lot and until like my late teens digimon season three digimon tame is my my favorite anime of all time and i still think it's excellent but i've since tried other things you know i've watched lots of fairy tale and my hero academia uh demon slayer and so on but a friend of mine was adamant that i had to try bleach and then last year around I can't remember when it was, halfway through the year, I had a foot operation and I needed to have bed rest for a whole month. So, sure. I was like, when I'm doing nothing else, let me give Bleach a try. And as I started watching it, in the beginning, I watched it while playing games and things just on in the background. And then I got to the Soul Society arc and I was hooked. It was an awesome blend of shonen action with like, an intriguing plot with lots of like um, mystery underlying it. And it was just nothing. I don't think I'd watch anything that fit that up to this point. So around that time, I, like I said, I was hooked. That same friend that encouraged me to watch it had found a GM binder bleach adaptation for fifth edition. It's uh, it's an awesome document. Create uh, lead writers uh, Louis Hernandez, and this is like a two hundred odd page document, really taking the world of Bleach, the characters, the powers, the abilities, the enemies, and the law, and fitting it into a Dungeons and Dragons Fifth Edition rule set with your background, your class, your subclass, your spells, your feats, and so on. And I think looking at that really made me think of this discussion because since then I'm now creating another character for this this campaign and the character creation process is so complicated because I feel like 5th edition for like a beginner is already it can be kind of digested into cool. You pick your race and your background, then your class and then your spells. It's very a stepwise approach. And I think the moment you take that and you change the steps, but you try and keep 
the mechanics related to the steps, it becomes very complicated. But that's not really why I'm discussing it. I'm also discussing because I'm thinking, could this not be achieved by another system? So in D&D 5e, the game is built around a superhero fantasy. Outside of like levels one to maybe five, your the concept of being under threat is very much almost like the superhero being under threat in a Marvel movie. Like you know that this monster or this this enemy or this villain is is bad news and you know they're really powerful, but you also know at the end of the day, the heroes it's designed that the heroes are strong enough to win. And that's how 5e works. You know, it, it's that fantasy. So with that in mind, you would be forgiven for assuming that that could very easily fit into like a shonen kind of a kind of a a setting or shonen theme where something like a Dragon Ball Z or Bleach where the whole point is that the heroes are getting stronger and overcoming villains each time means that it could easily translate to fifth edition. And it can. But one thing that I will point out is that you got to think of, do the mechanics serve the specifics of what you're trying to achieve? Or are they just mechanics that people are familiar with? So we'll make a comparison between something like Avatar The Last Airbender and Bleach or Dragon Ball Z. All right, Bleach and Dragon Ball Z, uh, both shonens have similar kind of uh, themes that they're going for in terms of like, the challenges in overcoming them. So in Avatar The Last Airbender, you have very clearly got a hard magic system. I, I, I would, maybe not clearly a hard magic system, but the mechanics of the magic system are very clearly laid out. Benders can only bend if the thing is there. You know your limitation, you know uh, what needs to be done to overcome a challenge when this limitation is set in place. To the point where if a bunch of earthbenders are trapped on a steel vessel in the middle of the ocean, obviously this is, yeah, no metal bending happening here, then as the viewer, you're watching this, and as the player, you're in, if you're playing as one of these earthbenders, you know what your limitation is. You know how to overcome this limitation. How? You gotta get earth somewhere, or get off the boat and get to earth, you know? So... Whereas something like Dragon Ball Z or Bleach, the challenge is there to be overcome. It's not there to figure out how to overcome it. When Goku is achieving Super Saiyan for the first time, it's quite vague. He is he's trained a lot. He's uh, gotten really angry, and that's pretty much what it's at. As a viewer, you're watching it and you're watching it because you want to see Goku overcome Freezer. You're not watching it because you're thinking, this is an interesting plot device. How is Goku going to overcome Freezer? Because it's a bit of a, I guess you could call it a MacGuffin um, or a bit like a Deus Ex Machina kind of thing that in a lot of shonen anime, they reach a new power level and the specifics of it is not really explained and now you're strong enough to overcome the villain. And that makes for very entertaining TV. Makes for very, very entertaining TV and awesome spectacle. But does it make for good TTRPGs when you're using a system that's designed to have limitations and 
be a mix between roleplay and mechanics. So if we put this that comparison between the shonen systems or the shonen uh, setting or themes and something like uh, Avatar The Last Airbender with regards to magic systems and apply it to D&D 5e, just vanilla D&D 5e, the wizard, level 5 wizard, is arrested or captured and they take his spell focus away. As a player, and if you were to be watching this or something like that, you know that there is a mechanical barrier now. There is a difficulty that must be mechanically overcome. You do not have your spell focus. You cannot cast fireball anymore. You have to, He has to rely on spells that have verbal and somatic components only. We as the viewer, or you as the player, or me as the DM or whatever it is, are now aware of what challenge is next. How do you? How does this wizard uh, defeat this army that's that's trapped him in here? If he doesn't have a spell focus, well, he's either got to make a whole new one, which is a whole extra thing, or he's got to go in and infiltrate this base and get his spell focus back. It presents a challenge that needs to be overcome. And how you overcome that challenge is the interesting part, not whether you overcome the challenge. Does that make, I hope that makes sense. Whereas if it was something like a shonen or drag, like a Dragon Ball Z or something like that, or just like a, a classic shonen anime, the wizard would uh, not have this spell focus, be in the heat of battle and jump in front of, without having the ability to cast fireball would jump in front to try and save his friends and his his uh, burning um, fervor desire to save his friends is enough and it it ignites his very soul and the magic within him and he now no longer has to use a spell focus to cast fireball because he is that spell focus like that is very 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 cool but not for Dungeons and Dragons 5th edition. In D&D 5e, the limitations to spells and things like that and how they quote-unquote balanced is based upon whether you have your material components, whether you have to buy your material components, whether you can get away with just tossing a fireball in the middle of nowhere because, in the middle of, 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 of like people seeing you because people have to see you use your somatic components and your material components and so on. Whereas a system like something, maybe, I don't know, let's look at Fate, for example. For those of you who don't know, Fate is very much a roleplay-heavy system, not so much in the tactics, where you, as a character, you create, you are, can do anything. You can be anything. In this case, let's say you're a wizard, but it's we're going more on like this uh, pulp action-y kind of vibe. You, as a character, you create your high concept, you create your trouble, and you give yourself aspects those things can be used in exchange for fate points to re-roll things, help you succeed on things, and so on. So in that case, um, as a player, you could be like, I, one of my, um, my, as- my aspect now is that I'm without my spell focus, um, but I overcome, I, I'm channeling like my strength for my friends and my family, and one of my aspects is I'll do everything, I'll do anything for my friends. And I'm going to use that to re-roll my magic check that I rolled. And now I succeed. And now the DM can be like, cool. You now also gain the aspect um, magical soul. And now later on down the line, you can use your own magic inside you 
to succeed on a roll or try to roll again and so on. So that is something that might fit a actiony or shonen kind of a kind of an anime game more than something like trying to wedge everything together into fifth edition rules. There's other systems as well. You know, there's ones that are more and more like uh, cinematic. You got your power by the apocalypse system. Uh, there's wushu um, and so on that are designed to be cinematic. They're designed to show off those wild anime fights where it's about the fight itself. It's about the spectacle more so than it's about using clever mechanics, using the magic that's been laid out cleverly into the world, into the world uh, specifically to overcome the challenges. So let's look at Bleach with that in mind. So this Bleach 5th edition adaptation is very, very good and played it and it's a lot of fun. It's you're very powerful and um, I've obviously I haven't DM'd using this system, but it does a good job of trying to take all the mechanics, all the things in the Bleach world and putting it into a system where it matches other D&D 5e things. So in D&D 5e, you've obviously got your race, you've got your background, you've got your class, subclass, and so on. So I'm going to try to be vague because I don't want this to alienate people that haven't watched Bleach. And also, I don't want any spoilers or anything. But for those of you who don't know, Bleach is an anime that sees Ichigo, this uh, soul reaper or Shinigami, as he fights various threats. Um, that's uh, And there's a whole thing about you have your Zanpakuto, which is your weapon. And this weapon is where you gain power from, and the weapon is very powerful, and so on. So now, with that in mind, they took the rule set of D&D 5e, and they took the various aspects that make Bleach Bleach, and they mashed it together. And for the most part, it works really well in and of itself. So, but it is complicated, because... You're trying to achieve all these things that are mapped out in an anime where really uh, there's very broad guidelines to how the power structure works. Because at the end of the day, you can just, you can really just be like, cool, the protagonist um, overcame it by unlocking this next level of power. You know, that's not really clearly mapped out. But the class system in this bleach and adaptation is you know you can play as a shinigami you can play as a quincy and and so on if you compare it to something like dragon ball z the shinigamis are like saiyans they're the the main characters they're the main cool guys that are clearly more powerful and then you know you got your other options like namekians and androids and stuff who are also very powerful and humans who are also very powerful but not as powerful so then you choose so let's say for instance we're choosing shinigami and are you getting abilities from being a Shinigami? Cool. You're getting abilities from choosing your subclass, your Shinigami. Cool. But there's very clearly this system in the Bleach anime related to your Zanpakuto, related to your weapon. So now your weapon grants you a whole lot of other abilities also that level up with you, levels 1 to 20. So you're kind of creating two classes at once, which outside of being complicated, does fulfill the fantasy of 
a mixture between role play and, and achieving story elements that are intriguing and, and fitting to the Bleach anime, but also granting you power so that you can have these cool fight scenes. So I like that. I will say that there are potentially other ways to go about it. There's other systems where it tries to make tactical combat. There's another system um, called uh, uh, Mushashugyo, and that's very much about like one-on-one anime fights, and the whole the system is built around doing that. Whereas D and D five E is built around being a party. It's built around being a team of people who are all of roughly equal power levels. And unless, if you look at the Dragon Ball Z example, unless everyone is a Saiyan, you're going to yeah, sure be like two level 10s, but a level 10 Saiyan in Dragon Ball Z will be stronger than a level 10 human, just based off of how the world works. So perhaps it's not best to try and wedge everything into applying to D&D 5e. I think there's nothing wrong with it, but I just thought it would be an interesting point to look at because I'm a big culprit of this. I've learned the rules of D&D 5e to the point where I feel they are simple enough that I can adapt and create more for it and the baseline of 5e is simple enough that by complicating it i don't make it too complicated but i also am aware that there might be that there are other systems that can achieve what i want to achieve to a better effect but at the end of the day it's really about having fun and if your players like D&D 5e and they enjoy the round structure system and you having actions and reactions and dealing damage as opposed to a more cinematic roleplay focused thing, something like uh, Powered by the Apocalypse system, then more power to them. Play what you guys like. Play what you have fun playing. Don't restrict yourself by... I mean, there's lots of times where I enjoyed creating and adapting the systems and adapting 5e into other things and then someone else would be like, this is better achieved by something else. And while that may be true, at the end of the day, I enjoy writing creating for 5e. So there's nothing wrong with that. But I do think that the main takeaway for why, like not the main, but an, an important takeaway is in these like anime shows and I guess in shows in general, by trying to apply D&D 5e to a setting based off of TV shows or movies and things like that is that those systems or those settings, those themes, those stories that are told generally aren't equal. There's, look at Dragon Ball Z, there'll be arcs where Gohan was the standout, but at the end of the day, Goku was still Goku. He was still the most powerful one that was there. And D&D 5e doesn't really allow for that. D&D 5e, you're a party of people that are all of roughly similar power levels. And unless you do something like in Bleach, where you're like, cool, you're all Shinigami, then, then like, cool, then it kind of makes sense. But the moment you try and, and create more options, that kind of DBZ setting, if you can be a Nameki and you can be a human, you're really going to be outclassed. 
And that's not what D&D tries to do. I feel like 5e tries to create the system of being a party and of relying on one another to do so. But if you want something that is cinematic, if you want... I think I think if you want to play something that's not D&D, or if you want to play something that's not your medieval fantasy vibes, think about what it is about that thing that you want to play. Are you looking at Bleach and saying, I really want to play this because I love the world? Well, the world, that then you can definitely play like the Bleach adaptation, which I'll put in the show notes below, is really well written and they put a lot of work into it. And I really, really like it. And it works perfectly if you want to play in the D&D, if you want to play D&D in the Bleach world. But if you're watching Bleach and saying, wow, these one-on-one fights where there's this epic fighting happening and like it's at like rapid instantaneous transmission of uh flying around the battlefield and and doing all these big strikes and then the cinematic moment of like overcoming this big evil then there could be another system that achieves that better for you so i think much like for everything is that in this case, this is a hobby. We do this for fun. And do the thing that you have the most fun doing. If you have the most fun playing 5th edition and just adapting it, then do it. If you have the most fun, if you're doing that and you think, ah, oh, this isn't achieving the goal that I want, I think I would have more fun playing something like Fate, then do it. Play something that's a bit more cinematic and a bit more role play in the combat as opposed to tactical in the combat and overall just have fun and that's it for this episode of the rpgs podcast 